Welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of As You Go, a podcast meant to encourage and disciple women who are daily trying to follow Jesus by balancing all of the things in their lives like work, family, friendships, mental and physical health, and so much more. I'm Kathy, hosting alongside Miranda. Hello, Miranda. Hello, everybody. We are wrapping up Season 4 by doing something we have never done before. Honestly, I don't even know that we've considered doing it before. No, we and have yet not. here here we are. So we have invited two of our favorite guys. Um, they are truly like brothers to us. We serve in ministry with them to be our special guest. So let me just take a moment and explain the why behind this. So Miranda and I were invited to be guests on the Rolling Hills Men's Leadership Network podcast a couple of months ago uh, to share what women want with our male listeners. So we thought it only right to maybe turn that back around. That's right. And it was around Valentine's Day, if I recall. It was. We had some great tips for the men out we, there. We did. We do. And I feel like women out there are like, thank you so much, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Um, so today we are joined by our senior pastor, Jeff Simmons, and our men's and sports pastor, John Simons, for an episode of What Men Want. So ladies, pay close attention because we have so much to learn from them. Jeff and John, thank you so much for joining us today. Wow, we are so honored to be here. Thank you for having us on. This is going to be incredible. Looking forward to it. We are so excited. Let's start off by, maybe Jeff, we'll start with you and then John, follow up. Just tell us a little bit about yourselves, where you grew up, where you are today. Yeah, I grew up in uh, San Antonio, Texas, and uh, but I've lived in Nashville for about 30 years. So I kind of consider this home, obviously. Uh, it is amazing. And I'm married to my beautiful, amazing wife, Lisa, who is awesome. And I'm the dad of three amazing daughters. Uh, Grace is a freshman in college, and then Mabry's a sophomore in high school, and then I've got a middle schooler, Kate. And so I am surrounded by women. I live in the Simmons sorority house, and uh, so we have a great time. But I'm so thankful and blessed. And then I have the awesome privilege to be the senior pastor at Rolling Hills, and uh, I just love it. I'm so thankful. Oh, we're so grateful for you. With all those women, I feel like maybe you could tell us what women want. Yeah. <laughs> you are surrounded by yeah. so many of them. Thank you so much for being here. John, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Orange County, and so uh, it's really been uh, a long journey to to sit here and say, we've moved across the country uh, to come to Nashville and having so many years in Orange County. Uh, it's been a big family adjustment. My wife is Kristen. Uh, she's a nurse over at Williamson County Hospital there. Uh, but we have two amazing kiddos, Noah, who's four, and Maddie, who's two, and just completely different uh, degrees of personalities on those two. So Noah's my shy one, uh, loves it. He's like a little engineer. Maddie is my just go-getter, and she could make friends with a wall. Um, she is, she's that one. And so uh, it's been great. I, we've loved being here in Nashville as I've taken on the men's and sports pastor role here. That is awesome. Okay, so here, here is I'm going to start with an easy one before we get into the the hard stuff. Jeff and John, how long have you been married? Wow. Well, it'll be 22 years on Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. Nice. So yeah, incredible. Can't wait. And how about you, John? It'll be seven years in August, uh, and then we dated for six years. So we've been together about 13 years. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. So great. Um, okay, so here we go. We want to. We want you to give it to us straight. Okay, what is it that men want in a woman? And John, why don't you start? Okay, 
Yeah, uh, this isn't loaded at all, right? Uh, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. No, I, I, this was great. When I saw this question, it, it really helped me. I, I sat there and, and prayed about it. And I would say, I, th- I think what a man really wants when he's honest and transparent with himself is that he he wants a woman who can be emotionally, spiritually, and physically intimate with him in all those ways. And as you are intimate in all these ways, that you're growing in closer relationship with each other, but really at the same time uh, with God together, which then that's kind of the, the keys to a, to a thriving marriage and continued uh, growth in a, in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And so as you continue to develop in each of those areas, you really discover new parts of uh, what you need in, from, uh, from a woman, from your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, I, I found uh, Chris and I going from dating to, to marriage, there's core aspects of who we are absolutely still, but ways that we've evolved as we've done counseling or th- through life experiences. But I would say it absolutely comes back to those those key ingredients of being emotionally, spiritually, physically um, just intimate. So this is kind of an unplanned follow-up question for you. Oh, these but are fun. You know how we hear so many times yeah. about men just want physical. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is that's not exactly the case, that it's all of those areas that you mentioned. Well, I think if you asked 19-year-old John what he uh, would have thought, that would have been maybe a little different. Right. Uh, 32-year-old with two kids, happily married, and like understanding more what a thriving marriage in Christ looks like, I would say the absolutely is the balancing of those things. I love that. Yeah. That is that is a great perspective. I'm so glad you shared that with us. And how about you, Jeff? What would you say? Yeah, I, you know, John, that was a great answer. And I think, you know, when you look at creation, God created everything he kept saying is good. It is good. It is good. And the only place he said it's not good is when he created man. And he said, it's not good, you know, for man to be alone. And so he created a partner, a helpmate uh, named Eve for Adam. And, and I think what men really want is they want a partner. They want somebody to share life with. Uh, and it's just so much more fun when you do things together. And, and I think when men are really honest, it's, we need that. We need that companionship. We need somebody. I think men, when you get down to it, men just need somebody to believe in them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, and for women, it, just being your, your, your husbands, your, your sons, your, your brothers, whoever the men are in your life, their biggest cheerleader in the fact of guys, man, you know, we go, everybody works and you kind of put your head down and guys, you know, we, we don't talk a whole lot sometimes. Uh, well, I do, but most people don't, you know, but, but it's just guys just need somebody who's like, hey, I believe in you. I believe if God's calling to do this, you can do it. I believe that, you know, um, God's got a great plan for you. And, and that encouragement means the world to guys. Uh, and, and, you know, I know guys don't affirm it a whole lot or we say a whole lot, but man, just having that partner, that helpmate, somebody who believes in us is really at the core. Even you see it in creation and you see it in everyday life. What about dating? So, John, been a minute since you've been on the dating scene. Jeff, really been a minute since he— You saying I'm old? Not at all. Not at all. Been on the dating scene. I'm saying congratulations (laughs) for how long you have been married um, is what I mean. But men who are dating, I do think having been married now, you may have a good perspective wishing, maybe I wish I would have looked at these things in a woman when I was dating, or what advice would you give— um, to the men who are dating, what should they be looking for in a woman? 
Yeah, I think uh, back when I was 19, beginning to date Kristen, I think I had this hunch, but I, I couldn't uh, explicitly state it like I, I can now. And that would be to to understand that when, when you're looking at a, a life partner, really, that uh, you need to understand how is a woman focusing then on her spiritual, her emotional health. And because she needs to understand who she is, just as you need to understand who you are and her values, your values, because who she is while you're dating is going to be who she is as you're married, as you're growing as people. And so I think a key indicator of health for me looking back was I think Kristen and I had a strong understanding of who we were, what we had gone through in life, but we're working towards health, emotional health, even doing counseling independently back then as we were dating. And so that openness to understanding, well, where where are my blind spots as a person holistically back then and saying, no, we choose health now in that is what carried into marriage that willingness to say, no, you're right. I have a huge blind spot in this area of, of my life and leadership. And so inviting her into that as she invites me into to her own blind spots. Yeah, I think, you know, guys are more visually stimulated. So guys definitely look at looks. And But what women, I think, get caught up in that all the time. And I know that because I live in a house with four women, like I mentioned. And, uh, but really for guys, it, it the looks are... You know, we see that in magazines, we see that in movies, we see that kind of in the whole thing of our culture. But for guys, it's really that companionship. It really is. And when guys find a woman who is confident in who they are in the Lord, it is so attractive. And it makes that woman the most beautiful woman that you could even imagine. And I think for women, and women, it's it's beauty comes from the inward out instead of the outward in. And I think guys look at you know, you look at the outside, but you really, what you're seeing is you're looking through their eyes at their heart. And when you find a woman who loves Jesus and is confident in who they are and has that, you know, just that charisma about them, um, you just are immediately like, guys want that. Guys want a woman who's more confident. Uh, and and it's attractive. And I think it's so attractive uh, to men. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's so backwards from what the world says. Uh, but men hunger for a woman who is confident and puts the Lord first. I remember when Lisa and I uh, first started dating, and I saw her leading at church, and I saw her taking a mission trip, and she just went and served. And she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I still think she's the most beautiful woman mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Uh, but it's always just because of her heart and who she is and the way she loves and it makes her more attractive every single day. Mm-hmm. She is a she is a great one. Oh, that, she's awesome. She, is, <laughs> she is awesome. That is so true. So true. What about? And we we've touched on some of these things. We talked about being a partner. Um, we've talked about intimacy, things that men would love to have from a woman or want from a woman. What about some practical things um, that men want? From their wives in marriage, what are some practical things that you maybe you see in your wives and you're like, ah, love that about her? <laughs> yeah, I think men. I, I do think that we want our wives to push back a little bit. Uh, I think every guy, we we project this huge, you know, we're a guy, we're in charge, you know, and we know this. But most guys are insecure. I mean, if you really get right down to it, and you know, because there's so many things out there that that compete for our attention, and there's so many decisions to make every day. And so when our wives go, well, hey, what about this? Or what about this? We listen. And we may not, it may not seem like we're listening, you know, but, but guys listen 
to their wives. And God, a, a man values his wife's opinion over anything else. Uh, and, and I mean that. And, and here's the thing, you know, uh, guys, we don't want to fight with our wives. Um, and so what we end up doing is we shut down. And, and so, you know, it's that fight or flight. And so if we don't want to fight, then we flight and, and we flight emotionally. We just shut down. But when, a, when, our, when our wives encourage us, but when our wives give us advice, or when our wives do it in a tone that they just go, hey, I care about you. I want the best for you. And, and here's what I would do. It means the world to us. And I think every guy out there wants his wife to, to speak up and to, to, to say things. Uh, I, I love it when Lisa says, well, have you thought about this? You know, and at first you're like, ah, because maybe it wasn't <laughs> what my idea was. But but I, she's always right, which is weird. But she's always, and I'm like, oh, I need a you know. And so I, I think that for guys, that's what we need. We desperately need uh, our wives um, to be that partner in, in our lives, you know, and to not even for them to shut down, but for them to be engaged. And Jeff, I, I just heard something you said there that um, – it, you mentioned the tone. Mm. <laughs> tone matters. I think, is that important? I think I was yeah. instantly convicted <laughs> um, because sometimes I do think, you know, we as women, we we do have valuable insight or things to say, but it is how it's presented. So, mm-hmm. okay, note take it. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I think that's exactly Jeff hit a lot of the points that I was going to hit as well. And, and it's I mean, it really is specific to. Every every guy, if they haven't yet, you know, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, five love languages I think mm. is great for this uh, to understand how do I want to be loved. Mm. Um, and then I think our experiences play into it a- as well. Uh, but getting back to what Jeff said, there's most men, I would say, uh, admits their whatever their experiences in life and their love language. The encouragement from a from a wife to a husband mm. means the world. And outside of God validating me, the other person in this world that I really want validation mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. is Kristen. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when she, when she is, I mean, words of affirmation just is my, what I desire, my, the love language that I really need, but it's to make up for in some ways, it's my processing of insecurity along with her, her, the, the, when I feel most loved is when she recognizes maybe I'm in that spot. And then she comes beside me and says, even the littlest thing, I see you, I value you, and know that I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me, uh, man, it can, be, it can draw me to tears quick, you know, mm-hmm. because it's, it's feeling known by your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's feeling as though they, they love you so much, even when, despite your own self, your feeling of yourself sometimes. I want to kind of touch on there are different seasons in marriage, mm-hmm. right? And I'm as you're speaking, I'm thinking of the season where you may go from not having kids to having kids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kids take up a lot of time and they take up a lot of energy. And we hear of moms really struggling to balance their time between their kids and their marriage and oh, their yeah. husbands. Speak into that just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, for us with two young kids at home, and just having moved here, I would say that it's probably been the most difficult season in communication, but also the most rewarding because uh, we, we've been so intentional now. We, we realized, hey, we're not communicating like we used to. And so we've been so much more intentional with our communication that it actually has been a fruitful part of our first six months here that um, 
it, it's as easy as when she knows I have a long day ahead of me and I communicate that with her the night before and she's waking up early to like just even make coffee, pour over coffee for me, right? And then she, I come out and she knows I'm getting ready, stuff like that. Hey, I already did this for you. Mm. The feeling like someone's in it with me. You know, I'm not here as Jeff has talked about. Mm. I think men struggle with a lot of loneliness because they don't have as many friends as they used to. Mm. I don't have as many friends as I, as I used to. And so when your wife sees that, hey, here's an area I can step into in that little way, you feel so loved and cared for that um, I think it just sets up your day for, I think, a response of feeling loved and they're pouring out love back to your spouse and others as well. Yeah, I think that's big. Uh, it's hard for guys, and it's hard when you have kids. You know, like when you first get married, I always tell everybody it's great because you're like living with your best friend. You're yeah. going out and doing everything. <laughs> your social life continues. It thrives, you know, and you got all these things that you're doing. When you have kids, your whole social life comes to a complete stop. Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, because you're home by 7.30, you know, you got to get the kids to bed. You're going out to eat. Yeah. And so guys just get lonely, and then guys are going to work. And then what happens in, in, in many times is, is, is the wife is all with the kids. And, they're, and, they, and, and as moms, you love your kids and you're great. But what happens sometimes is the husband kind of gets replaced. And it's hard on guys. I got to tell you, because next thing you know, you know, the wife and then the kid's having a hard time and not sleeping. And so the wife's going down the hall and sleeping with the kids and they just kind of stay there. And then the husband's like, okay, I go to work and I do all this. And I come home and I have nobody to talk to uh, because it's kids or they just kind of hand them off. And so I think we have to be really careful. You know, priorities matter, right? And, and, and for all of us, men and women, guys, we, you know, we have to keep God first. Uh, and then as men, we have to keep our, our spouse second and not let work become second. But for women, I think you have to keep God first and not let kids become second. You have to keep your marriage second. And that's important. And it's, it's hard, and it's challenging, and I'm not saying it's easy. There's times when I watch Lisa with our girls, and I fall more in love with her because she's an incredible mom, and mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm so impressed. And then there's sometimes I'm like, well, hey, I want a little attention too, you know? Yeah, <laughs> sure. you know? And it's all about their problems and stuff, and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I've heard about that, you know? Uh, and so I think, I think for women, what men want is, is to be loved and cared for and recognized, just like when we first got married, mm -hmm. uh, even when you have kids and not let the kids replace that. Because I love my kids, but they're going to graduate and go to college and they're going to be off. And, and what happens so many times in marriages is then once the kids leave, the people, you know, the people look at each other like, who are you? Because mm -hmm. I mean, the guy's going after career, the woman's going after kids, and there is nothing there left for the marriage. And so protecting that marriage is the best thing you can do for your kids too. Um, and she's given them a godly model for a healthy marriage in the future. That is, that is so good and such a, um, such great words of wisdom, especially for those that are in a season where mm. you may be entering into that stage or sitting right in the middle of it. Um, yeah, great, yeah. great. I certainly words wish I would have done that differently. Yes. Um, or I had someone who would speak into my life at that time and yes. said, hang on, Kathy, your marriage is priority. Kids are so important, mm -hmm. but your marriage is, that's, that's your priority. God's mm -hmm. your priority and then your marriage. So. Absolutely. And that's the value of, you know, having close friends often who will then instill that value along with mm -hmm. you. You're walking mm -hmm. together in that. And, that, and mm -hmm. so that's where for a lot of men, I think it's a combination of growing in intimacy in all these ways we've discussed 
as a couple, but then you have to be known, you have to grow in friendships because they're walking that same journey with you. They're mm-hmm. often the the spark or the reminder of these truths. And so it, it's it really takes a community to mm-hmm. to do this well. Yeah, and I think being in church, you know, being women are great at getting into small groups. The gathering is amazing, Miranda. You yes. do such a great Thank job you. with that. And then what John's doing with the versus group. But even for women to encourage their husbands to go, go get in a group, go mm-hmm. find some men friends, go out, please. You know, because that only makes them healthy spiritually, emotionally. So that brings that back into the family Absolutely. too. So got to get in church. And, you know, even if it's not Rolling Hills, find a church, you know, yeah. but man, we need you there and God needs you there. Absolutely. Um, I know there is a lot of overlap with all these questions, but is there anything that you really wish that women knew about men? I would just say that men, we love our wives, you know, and we're not as emotional as women are, you know, or, and, and, and sometimes that comes off as men don't care. Uh, you know, they just, they're complacent or they don't do a whole lot. But I, I think that men genuinely, we love our wives. We love our kids. Uh, we love God. We love the USA. We love baseball. You know, <laughs> you know? I mean, and men are pretty simple, right? I mean, we're simple creatures. Yep. You know, we're not yep. like, we're cavemen. I mean, basically, you know, when you come down to it. And, and women are more complex and they analyze everything and like, why did he say that? And what did he do? And what did he mean? And, and it's like, we're like, I don't, didn't do anything. I didn't mean anything. I mean, I love you, and I'm sorry if I said that wrong. And so I think it's just that hey, we do want to have a great marriage. And I think for women, men want to be on the same team. Mm. We don't want to fight. We don't want to get in disagreements. Um, but if we do, we, we're like, hey, let's come back. We're on the same team, and let's work together, and let's figure this out. And, uh, and you know, we, we, we care. And, and I think that that's a big thing, just— it may not be the emotional. It may not. We want to sit around and ro- watch rom coms all the time. Uh, but there's nothing wrong if you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to see your Netflix account. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I, Jeff, I, I would parallel that with just like, and Kristen, I hope you were listening when I say <laughs> this, that I'm really trying. Like that I am really trying to be the husband Mm -hmm. that I know you need out of me, that I know that I need to grow into to be the godly leader, the godly husband, the godly father. Mm. And that I think if I'm brutally honest with myself, I think I tend to beat myself up Mm -hmm. over the the lack of the the, the gap that I have in knowing who God calls me to be, but then I'm not that, that dad sometimes. I'm not that husband that man sometimes. And so uh, I, I think just that we really are trying, that we're trying. Sometimes we don't have the, the tools to to self-assess. Sometimes we don't have the tools for communication. And that honestly, it takes sometimes explicit acknowledgement on uh, your guys' end to say, I know you don't mean it this way, but mm-hmm. this is how it's coming off. Yeah. The tone question or the mm-hmm. tone aspect mm-hmm. of things. Or it's like even sometimes when Kristen will ask me, like, what did you hope to get out of that conversation? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what I really hoped was X, Y, and Z. And she's like, you are in left field, buddy, you know? <laughs> and and that, But that helps reset us. And I often don't know how to express even sometimes how I'm feeling or how here's my desire for X, Y, and Z. And so I just think that going back to that defaulting to trust that like, I know my husband is trying really hard to love me 
and our family. Mm-hmm. I I think that's so important. In fact, today in our all staff meeting, um, we had employee of the month and the category was leading with trust. And it's that idea that you sort of give people the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. assume innocence. And um, so I think that's great insight to apply that to your marriage, mm-hmm. especially um, to, to, assume that someone's trying to do the right thing. And um, so that's really good. And by the way, Kristen um, is, she has a beautiful heart. And John, the way you talk about her and her advisor role in your life, it, it is really incredible. So that that is amazing. I love her. She's the best. <laughs> um, how can we as women best love and serve our husbands? I think one thing it, it is real simple, but just the power of a thank you. Mm. Uh, I think guys, you know, go to work and work all day and work really hard. And then and then a lot of times come home and it's just like, hey, you didn't do this, 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 or I need these things done, the honeydew list. You know, it builds up. And and, uh, and I think most guys are like, okay, I'll, I'll get it done. Or we don't get it done. Uh, but I just think... A, a thank you. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, thank you for working hard. Thank you for providing for our family. Thank you. You know, it goes a long way with guys. I know it goes a long way with women too. And guys, right. on the flip side of that, you know, if any of your men are listening, we, we've got to be better at expressing gratitude because it is so hard. I mean, you know, whether it's working and raising kids, whether it's raising, I mean, all the stuff that women do is incredible. Um, and to be appreciative, but just being appreciative on both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the power of gratitude. It's the power of being thankful. Um, and it it will squelch so many arguments or hurts or pains um, or shame. It changes everything. It changes mm-hmm. the entire dynamic. Yeah, I think that's exactly it as well. That's that's something I was thinking through is it actually really has doesn't have to be much at all. It's how to serve, how to love your husband really comes down to how is how are you helping him feel known uh and even exploring that with them of like hey they if you know are you feeling uh busy this week well what's making you feel so busy you know how can i slow help slow some of that down with you uh just exploring his week or um you know like if you think about uh what are some things we haven't done in a long time that you would like to do and then kind of setting that up as like a goal for you as a couple um, and that's just, again, it's knowing where each of you are at so you can be there for each other in that season. And half the time for guys, they don't know what season they're in. Mm-hmm. Like if you're really, you know, honest and it's because we just keep going. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that I'm learning quickly is I will keep going until the wheels fall off. So how do I put boundaries up that I am having that time with Kristen to almost self-examine with her how I'm doing that week? And so that's something that she's, um, she's done great at. She, she is much more the feeler. Emotion, emotions mm-hmm. are not hard for her to identify. For me, yes, absolutely. But just going through that process with her, and I walk out of those conversations feeling so known mm-hmm. by her. Okay, so I have many couples, relationships, even maybe premarital or marriage, whatever. They're coming in saying, we're just so different. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're just not compatible. And when I think about men and women, we kind of could say they are so different, right? (laughs) Like this this is not compatible, okay? This is not compatible. It can't work. What would you say to that? 
Well, I think that's where you're a team, right? I mean, when, when God put a man and a woman together, it was so different. But the beautiful part of that, right, is a man's strengths and a man's weaknesses are complementary by the woman's strengths and a woman's weaknesses. And we need each other. We, you don't want to have the exact same person. I mean, what's the point? You don't need one, right? That's redundant. So you need, you become better when you are different. And I, I think learning to appreciate those differences makes you more well-rounded. Learning to uh, affirm those differences, learning to listen, you know, to those and saying, hey, I need to hear from you because you have a different perspective than I do. Uh, and then I would say too, Kathy, uh, I think praying together is a big thing. And, and, and women take the lead. I mean, because a lot of men, we're hesitant on that. And I don't know why. I mean, of course, I'm a pastor, so I'm used to that. But for most men, that's not kind of second nature. Women are better at that. Just they're more expressive. And so um, just saying, hey, can we pray about this? Or can we get the family together and pray about this? Uh, I mean, that goes a long way for men. And, and so learning to appreciate that, praying about that, you know, the couple that prays together stays together. I mean, it just happens. Um, getting in a small group where you're around in the community group where you're around other couples makes a big difference too. Having mentor couples, and I know Kathy, you and Scott do a great job mm. of mentoring so many, but also creating marriage classes. But but being willing to to go that because you hear, you know, I mean, you hear of other marriages are like, man, if they could be together, we could be together. You're like, <laughs> I mean, look at what they've gone through. So I think those are some simple ways that are that are really powerful. But learning to appreciate each other, I think, is at the heart of that. Yeah, and and I would say absolutely. Like, if you're a couple, like I mean, Chris and I are very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, we respond to things very differently, and we just our personalities and and our passions are very different. But that makes more. It made more work on the front end of our dating and marriage life. And so when we were when we first started dating, uh, in in college, you know, Kristen was grieving the loss of her brother from passing away from leukemia. And so it was one of those things that we learned very quickly, you know, in times of crisis, you kind of fall back on all your defaults. And I think I had to learn very quickly, how do I care for someone who's very different than Mm -hmm. me? And then you, with some, some things in my life, she realized it was a different season of life. She's doing the same for me. I don't think at all, actually, I think there's sometimes really, really great benefits to being very different people because like Jeff said, you're balancing each other out, but you're, you also, because you know you're so different, you're willing to invest in understanding why they are so different than mm-hmm. you. And it's actually kind of healthy. For some couples that are really similar, have similar passions, it, it usually just takes a little bit longer to get them to get into a season of life where something is pulling, uh, they're, they're just realizing some differences. And so it, it's not good or bad. I think actually it's more how much work you have to put in at the front uh, or sometimes towards the middle. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Sacrificial love too, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Because marriage, God didn't give us marriage, that whole book, right, to to make us happy. Yep. He gave us marriage to make us holy. And uh, that's the beautiful part of it, right, is you just get to see, oh, man, I can improve in here and how I can love here. And, and uh, you know, so often couples will come in and say that, you know, like, well, I just don't know if we're compatible and I don't know if it's best for the kids to see us fight. And I'm like, well, what's best for the kids is to see you work on your marriage. Amen. You know, yep. Yep. what's best for your kids is to see you growing in your marriage, you know, and, and if you'll do anything for your kids, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, you would take a bullet for your kids. Yes, I would. Well, okay, work on your marriage. How about that? You know, that's the powerful part of seeing the two become one flesh, and that's right. what God's doing. 
And I think mm. when you're so different, when we talk about it, what what differences can make a hindrance, mm. especially during the dating phase, would be the spiritual compatibility mm-hmm. of if if one is completely, right. you know, hey, I I am following Christ with all I have, and the other is like, eh, see you later. <laughs> that I mean, you may love what you the person you think you're about to love, but that will not end up being a loving, fruitful. Uh, dating experience even. Mm -hmm. And so I think when we talk about differences, I think that is the crux of the matter for me. Um, If that's, if that is an issue, then that's probably something to, that's when you have to reevaluate a relationship. I think too, that when you are married, if you're in a marriage relationship, we should be better for the kingdom Mm -hmm. than we were separated if that was God's plan Mm -hmm. for us. And so he's using those differences to bring back, to bring a better team, right? For the kingdom. Um, and so I love, I love that answer. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. One last little nugget, which is one last thing for these women. It's one little takeaway. I, I would say I, the, the keys to a, to a godly great marriage are, are keeping God first in every season, mm-hmm. uh, being honest and transparent with how you're, you're doing. And, and again, like I discussed earlier, like some men don't know how to do that very well, um, so, you know, as a, as a couple, how do you, to work towards um, understanding each other and transparency of where you're at and loving each other in that, even sometimes when it's tough of like, here's how you made me feel. Here's why I feel um, like there's a part of me that really uh, wants to serve you in this way, but didn't feel appreciated, you know, when I did do it. So stuff like that, I just think uh, communication is key in it. And, and obviously communication and self-awareness, I think, are two things that I, I've had to work on the most in our marriage. And it's something that I lean into God to help me in both those. And so that's why you have to keep Christ as the the foundation, the cornerstone of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I think for us to keep God first personally and in our relationship, so starts with us, starts with looking at us, and it's so easy to blame the other person all the time, and, and we all do that, you know. But for us to go, okay, God, how can you refine me? How can you mold me and shape me into the character of Christ? And then let me love out of that. And and I think, you know, for men, we do love our wives. We want to protect our wives. We want to stand by. And, and I think people are in different places spiritually in their own personal journey. And so not giving up or getting frustrated. You know, godly relationships takes work. I mean, every relationship takes work. And uh, sometimes we you know, we get married and we're like, okay, check, I'm married. Now I go, you know, off to kids or off to job or whatever. But it's always working on that relationship, becoming a student uh, of your of your husband or of your dating, whoever, in those relationships and saying, how can I, how can I grow in this relationship? How can I help them be better? How can I be better? And, and that is the beauty of it because God then grows you. And so your marriage becomes better and deeper and richer over the years. It's like when you have a best friend, you spend time together and you go, man, we've been friends for 20 years or 30 years. And you think about how much time you've spent and how many words you've shared and how much life you've shared. Same thing in marriage and whatever great relationship, it takes that time believing the best, working hard, and then you have this just joy of presenting one another perfect in Christ, right? Go to Ephesians 5. It's just this beauty of having this great marriage. And, you know, you've been married 50 years or 60 years and you're like, Hey, it hasn't always been easy, but man, we made it. We love each other. And you're like, <laughs> mm-hmm. praise the Lord. And God redeems and he restores in every relationship. Yes. But man, working on that relationship, it takes days and it takes weeks and years, but it's beautiful mm-hmm. to do that. And I'm so grateful for it. 
Maybe one one other thing of I know we kept it a little serious on the podcast, but like even I mean having fun yeah. and being intentional yeah. about having fun together is I think something that we're I think we're relearning that here in Nashville as we come out of like the purely young kid stage <laughs> of like okay how do we get out you know yeah you went to a concert the other time, I, didn't you? Say, I, I went to a to, to a John Mayer concert I knew three out of twenty two songs but you know what I had a great time <laughs> because awesome. Kristen had a great time and our friends did too and that was just something that's like how do we be intentional with that mm-hmm. and it doesn't always mean the fun in which. Like, you know, we're going to switch off on, you know, I'll probably get the next concert, which she'll, you know, begrudgingly go. And so, uh, but we'll have fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this next question, I actually uh, will we'll say borrowed from, <laughs> from the, men, the men's podcast. <laughs> it's a very um, wise, very it wise is, question right, that they it's ask. A, it's a compliment that I'm asking oh. you all this question. And I feel oh. like, <laughs> yes, and I, I feel like you both have answered this before, but for the ladies, um, I would love to hear what do you want your legacy to be? Mm-hmm. I want to be a um, godly husband. I want to love Lisa well all the days of my life. I want to be a godly father. Uh, I want my girls um, to not have to run after some guy be- to get love because they didn't get it at home. I want them to know that they are loved, that they are so loved, and so that they can look for a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship and wait for a guy to love them like God loves them mm-hmm. and like their dad loves them and values them like that. Uh, I want to be a man after God's heart. I want to seek him all the days of my life. Uh, and I just want to stay faithful all the days. I don't, I don't want to be limping across the finish line. I'm going to be running into the mm. arms of Jesus whenever he calls me home. And so that's really what I want my legacy to be. That's mm. great. Can we just copy that with my voice? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Everything that Jeff mentioned, it's it's really, that's, that's my heart's deepest longing, mm. you know? And I think, how does my life, mm. every facet of it, my, from my parenting to my marriage to to me as a shepherd at this church, mm-hmm. how do I be a signpost for the gospel for, mm. and for God's love? Mm. You know, I don't necessarily have to be the, like, I think, you know, sometimes in the church world, we we accidentally become this, the savior complex. Mm-hmm. And I, I know Jeff's heart's the same mm-hmm. way. It's like, we're not that, but mm-hmm. we can point you to a really mm-hmm. good, loving God mm-hmm. and a savior who came for you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I want my legacy to be on top of the things that, that Jeff talked about is for my son Noah one day to be like, dad, you weren't perfect, but boy, did you point me to the God who has, who I have surrendered to myself Mm -hmm. because I've seen how much he has moved in our lives, dad. And for my daughter to, to never have to feel like she has to pursue, (laughs) uh, love outside of God to feel whole, Mm -hmm. you know, and, or, you know, nowadays it's feeling known in that, you know, I hope that social media and, as our kids grow up, that whatever attention, whatever love and influence they think that they're going to find it in that, that they know they that they have that in our family, mm. that our immediate family and Kristen and I, but also our church family, mm. that this is a community that loves them equally to what their mom and dad does mm. and that there's nothing that they could do to separate themselves from that, mm. that those doors are always gracefully open to them. That is beautiful. So Jeff and John, if you don't mind, I would love to pray over you and then oh, we will we yeah, will wrap it sweet. up. 
Um, Father, I just thank you so much. You are so good. You are so good. And um, we just see that today in uh, how you have designed us and Mm -hmm. and marriages and your um, intent for them. God, I pray um, over John and Jeff today, Lord, I just, I thank you for their leadership for their calling, mm. um, for the ways that you use them to point people to Jesus, as mm. as John mentioned, mm. um, Lord, it is it is a gift to just be not only um, their friend, but mm. um, just to be under their their spiritual guidance as mm. well. And and um, Lord, I pray for women who are listening. Um, I pray that that we can take a step back and just kind of humble ourselves and listen um, to what these guys have shared with us today. They've opened their hearts. They've given us a little window in. And so I just pray that um, our relationships and our marriages would look like um, how, how that they would be what you want them to be, mm-hmm. Lord, that we would um, be looking to you and to your word um, for for how we are supposed to um, act and what we're supposed mm. to say. And um, so, Lord, I pray that you would just help us to take all of these helpful words um, and just tuck them into our heart and ponder them. Um, and I just thank you so much for Jeff and John and what they mean to um, to so many of us and for the legacy that they are leaving here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Jeff and John, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having us. Yes. We should do it again. Yes. Um, <laughs> ladies, thank you so much for listening to season four and stay tuned for a special summer season of As You Go. If you are interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. As You Go podcast is part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in.